The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's another new week, another chance to start over again and try to get it right. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022, Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Luke the Younger. He lived in the 10th century, a hermit and wonder worker. His solitary hermitage in Thessaly, Greece, became known as the Soterion, the place of healing. Luke tried to become a religious, but was arrested as an escaped slave and imprisoned for a time. He finally became a hermit on Mount Joannista near Corinth. There he was revered for his holiness and miracles, which earned him the surname Thaumaturgus, or Wonder Worker. St. Luke the Younger died in 946 A.D. St. Luke the Younger, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women thanking them for their mission and their courage, may they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence, I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, the Gospel which we hear at today's Mass is a really beautiful one and can lead us very close to you in a personal way because It talks to us of how you heal so many people. Mark says, After making the crossing to the other side of the sea, Jesus and his disciples came to land at Genezareth and tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding country and began to bring in the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak. And as many as touched it were healed. Even if they touched the barest tassel of your cloak, Lord, they were healed. And we see these people scurrying, running towards you, Jesus, because they're needy. 
because they need healing, because they need salvation. And in my prayer, Lord, right now, I'm also running towards you because I, I need healing. I need salvation. I need your strength. I need your love. In our prayer, we try to run towards Jesus. And we find, in fact, that the Lord, the Jew Jesus, you're always running towards us in the first place. Like St. John says in his first epistle, God loved us first. That's always the way. But Jesus, yes, I, I really do feel the need at a very deep level to run towards you so as to be saved. You are my saviour, Lord. And in our prayer, probably we don't just run ourselves towards you, but we bring towards Jesus all those people who we know also need his help. Perhaps today, as you're doing your prayer here and now, like I am doing mine, we're mindful of particular people for whom we want to pray, for whom we, we would like the healing power of Jesus to, to reach them. Perhaps people who are sick or suffering in any way, people who are out of work or, or maybe have a family difficulty, people who have died recently. We entrust all these people to, to you, Jesus, with confidence, knowing that you have come to love and to save every one of us. So in our prayer, we run towards you ourselves, but we also bring others running towards you, our intentions, the people we carry in our hearts. Mark concludes the section in today's gospel by saying, They begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. The amazing power of that connection with Christ. We too, we do well to have a, a touching faith, a faith that touches the Lord, you know, that we can hold the crucifix in our hands. Our Catholic faith is very much about material objects too, things that remind us of the Lord, even relics, for example. It's not superstition, it's something that we can touch, that we can see, and that somehow connects us with the resurrection ultimately of our Lord. But of course, nothing compares to how Jesus touches us in the Holy Eucharist. In Holy Communion, we don't just touch the tassel of the cloak of Jesus. We receive you, Lord, and that is completely transformative. We can be very much healed through the Eucharist. A lot depends on our faith when we receive Communion. The healing power of Christ is, you could say, works also through our faith. We open the door to God's goodness through our faith. Blessed Alvaro del Portillo had a nice image from, uh, for Holy Communion. Uh, he remembered a particular village where he used to go on his summer holidays as a child somewhere in Spain. And in that little village, there, was, there were some very nice sunsets. They were particularly nice. And when the sun would go down in the evening, the whole land all around it was bathed in a beautiful, bright glow, coloured in a warm colour. And Blessed Alvaro used that as an image for how Holy Communion transforms us. We touch the body and blood of Christ. We touch the person of Jesus in Holy Communion. We don't just touch you, Lord. We receive you, Jesus. And that ultimately transforms us, heals us, raises us up. Those who touched him were healed. Well, next time I go to communion, Lord, 
may I be healed of those typical defects, those things that that drag me down a bit or that upset me, those things that hold me back in my path towards you. And of course, we touch Jesus also in others. And by touching Jesus in others, we very often are healed and saved ourselves. Perhaps you know, like I do, certain people who have come to know Jesus and have received his salvation because they reached out towards the poor. They maybe got involved in volunteering, caring for the sick or the dying, and they met Christ there. Or maybe they were involved in interceding, praying for particular people, and they met Christ there. Or maybe it was pro-life work, working for the unborn or working for people in poorer countries, raising money, doing a sponsored walk, giving of themselves for others, um, being close to people who are lonely, and they met Christ there. So often Pope Francis has encouraged us to um, not to be afraid to touch the wounds of Jesus. Because when we touch your wounds, in other words, when we touch you, Jesus, in the suffering of our brothers and sisters, our fellow men and women, we are healed. It's true that we can do great good to those people we reach out to and we try and help. Maybe people who are less well off than us in some, in some way. But we're the ones who end up winning. We're the ones who end up benefiting. Some years ago, there was a, a volunteer worker who was retiring from a, a youth club and he had volunteered in that youth club for many years, very generously. Uh, it was a youth club for, for disadvantaged youth. And um, he had given great service over the years. And naturally enough, when he was uh, finally retiring, there were a few, a few little speeches and a few little gifts and um, tokens of appreciation for all he had done. But on that occasion, he said, actually, I have received way, way, way more from my work in this youth club than I ever gave to it. I have received so much more because he had received Christ. He had received you, Jesus, which is much more than anything he had given. It's like what St. Francis says in that wonderful prayer. It is in giving that we receive. It's in touching the wounds of Christ that we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. When he canonized John the Twenty-Third and John Paul II back in uh, 2014, the Holy Father, uh, Pope Francis, spoke about how they were not afraid to look upon the wounds of Jesus, to touch his torn hands and his pierced side. These two great saints, two great popes, were not ashamed of the flesh of Christ. They were not scandalized by him, by his cross. They did not despise the flesh of their brother because they saw Jesus in every person who suffers and struggles. And they were priests and bishops and popes of the 20th century. They lived through the tragic events of that century, but they were not overwhelmed by them. Faith in Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of man and the Lord of history, was stronger. The mercy of God shown by, the, by those five wounds was more powerful, and more powerful too was the closeness of Mary, our mother. Those two saints, who are very attractive saints, very heroic saints, John the Twenty-Third and John Paul II, they can teach us something about touching the wounds of Christ in the people around us, especially those who suffer in any way, in mind and body and spirit. 
And the point is that when we touch you, Jesus, in our suffering brothers and sisters, we are healed. As many as touched the tassel of your cloak were healed, says St. Mark. We can be healed through the intercession of Mary, our mother. We can be healed when we touch Jesus in the people around us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour. We'll begin this day of prayer next on Daybreak. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022, Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, 
He is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your your mercy, mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. 
those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples. For the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings. You who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Give me insight, Lord, to know your will. Then I will cherish it with all my heart. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. You have heard, I know, the story of my former way of life in Judaism. You know that I went to extremes in persecuting the Church of God, tried to destroy it. I made progress in Jewish observance far beyond most of my contemporaries. In my excess of zeal, to live out all the traditions of my ancestors. But the time came when he who had set me apart before I was born and called me by his favor chose to reveal his Son to me that I might spread among the Gentiles the good tidings concerning him. Immediately, without seeking human advisors or even going to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before me. 
I went off to Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus. Three years after that, I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, with whom I stayed fifteen days. I did not meet any other apostles except James, the brother of the Lord. I declare before God that what I have just written is true. Thereafter, I entered the regions of Syria and Cilicia. The communities of Christ in Judea had no idea what I looked like. They had only heard that he who was formerly persecuting us is now preaching the faith he tried to destroy, and they gave glory to God on my account. Then, after fourteen years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas, this time taking Titus with me. I went prompted by a revelation and I laid out for their scrutiny the gospel as I presented to the Gentiles. All this in private conference with the leaders to make sure the course I was pursuing or had pursued was not useless. Not even Titus, he who was with me, was ordered to undergo circumcision despite his being a Greek. Certain false claimants to the title of brother were smuggled in. They wormed their way into the group to spy on the freedom we enjoy in Christ Jesus and thereby to make slaves of us. But we did not submit to them for a moment. We resisted so that the truth of the gospel might survive intact for your benefit. Those who were regarded as important, however, and it makes no difference to me how prominent they were, God plays no favorites, made me add nothing. On the contrary, recognizing that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter as his apostle among the Jews had been at work in me for the Gentiles, and recognizing, too, the favor bestowed on me, those who were the acknowledged pillars, James, Cephas, and John, gave Barnabas and me the handclasp of fellowship, signifying that we should go to the Gentiles as they to the Jews. The only stipulation was that we should be mindful of the poor, the one thing that I was making every effort to do. The Word of the Lord By the grace of God, I am what I am. His, His grace, grace in me has not been in vain. It was the power of God which made Peter an apostle for the Jewish people, and it was his power which made me an apostle for the Gentiles. His, his grace, grace in, in me has, has not, not been, been in, vain. in vain. A reading from a short discourse by St. Bonaventure, Bishop. The source of sacred scripture was not human research, but divine revelation. This revelation comes from the Father of Light, from whom the whole concept of fatherhood in heaven and on earth derives. From him, through Jesus Christ his Son, the Holy Spirit enters into us. Then, 
Through the Holy Spirit, He allots and apportions His gifts to each person as He wishes. We receive the gift of faith, and through faith, Christ lives in our hearts. So we come to know Christ, and this knowledge becomes the main source of a firm understanding of the truth of all sacred Scripture. It is impossible, therefore, for anyone to achieve this understanding unless he first receives the gift of faith in Christ. This faith is the foundation of the whole Bible, a lamp and a key to its understanding. As long as our earthly state keeps us from seeing the Lord, this same faith is the firm basis of all supernatural enlightenment, the light guiding us to it, and the doorway through which we enter upon it. What is more, the extent of our faith is the measure of the wisdom which God has given us. Thus, no one should overestimate his wisdom. Instead, he should soberly make his assessment according to the extent of the faith which God has given him. The outcome or the fruit of reading Holy Scripture is by no means negligible. It is the fullness of eternal happiness. For these are the books which tell us of eternal life, which were written not only that we might believe, but also that we might have everlasting life. When we do live that life, we shall understand fully. We shall love completely, and our desires will be totally satisfied. Then, with all our needs fulfilled, we shall truly know the love that surpasses understanding, and so be filled with the fullness of God. The purpose of the Scriptures, which comes to us from God, is to lead us to this fullness according to the truths contained in those sayings of the apostles to which I have referred. In order to achieve this, we must study Holy Scripture carefully, and teach it, and listen to it in the same way. If we are to attain the ultimate goal of eternal happiness by the path of virtue described in the Scriptures, we shall have to begin at the very beginning. We must come with a pure faith to the Father of light and acknowledge Him in our hearts. We must ask Him to give us, through His Son and in the Holy Spirit, a true knowledge of Jesus Christ, and along with that knowledge a love of Him. Knowing and loving Him in this way, confirmed in our faith and grounded in our love, we can know the length and breadth and height and depth of His sacred Scripture. Through that knowledge we can come at last to know perfectly and love completely the most blessed Trinity, whom the saints desire to know and love, and in whom all that is good and true finds its meaning and fulfillment. Beginning with Moses and going all through the prophets, Jesus showed them the meaning of those passages of Scripture which had been written concerning himself. How foolish you are, and so slow to believe all that the prophets have said. Jesus showed them the meaning of those passages of Scripture, which had been written concerning himself. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that, relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, 
who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 22 minutes before the hour on Daybreak, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, February 7th, 2022, Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, all it takes is a touch of his clothes. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole neighborhood and began to bring sick people on their pallets to any place where they heard Jesus was. Wherever he came, in villages, cities, or country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and besought him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, You'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the Relevant Radio app. Well, Jesus made it pretty clear to us that we're all going to need each other. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The solidarity and mutual dependence of ours on others, which proceeds from God's will, was endorsed and strengthened by Jesus Christ when he took on our human nature at the moment of his incarnation and when he redeemed the whole human race on the cross. This is the new claim to unity. We have been made children of God and brothers of all men. Thus, we have to take an interest in everyone who crosses our path each day. Perhaps it is a son of God who is unaware of his grandeur and who possibly is rebelling against his father. But in all of them, even in the most deformed, the most rebellious or distant from anything divine, there is a spark of God's greatness. If we know how to look, we shall find that we are surrounded by kings whom we have to help to discover their roots and the obligations of their dignity. Moreover, on the night before his passion, our Lord left us a new commandment, that of rising above grievances, resentments, grudges, anything that causes separation, even if this demands heroism. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That is to say, without any limits and without any excuses that permit ignoring people or being indifferent. Thus, our life is full of powerful reasons for living in society, which, as our actions cause it to become more Christian, in turn becomes more human. We men are not like grains of sand, loose and separate and unconnected to each other, but on the contrary, as human beings, we are mutually related by natural bonds and, as Christians, by supernatural ties as well. An important part of morality concerns the duties that refer to the common good of all men, 
the good of the country in which we live, of the firm for which we work, of the neighborhood of which we form part, of the family that is the object of all our care, whatever our position within it may be. It is not Christian or even human to consider those duties only insofar as they are useful or disadvantageous to us personally. God awaits us in the efforts we make, each according to our possibilities, to improve society and the individuals who comprise it. The apostolic and fraternal dimension is by divine will so essential to man that he cannot imagine any orientation toward God which lacks the bonds that unite each person to the ones he lives with or has dealings with. We do not please God if in any way we separate ourselves from the people around us, if we fail to practice civic and social virtues. We must learn to recognize Christ when he comes out to meet us in our brothers and people around us. No human life is ever isolated. It is bound up with other lives. No man or woman is a single verse. We all make up one divine poem which God writes with the cooperation of our freedom. Let us examine today in our personal prayer how we are contributing to the common good of all. Do we give good example in everything related to our social and civic duties? Obeying the traffic laws, paying just taxes, taking part in associations, exercising our right to vote. Do we remember always that we need other people and that other people need us? Do we feel partly responsible for the moral behavior of others? Do we try unhesitatingly to rise above anything that can cause division or that at least does not help to establish or maintain harmony? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them, in you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore Adore the the Lord Lord in in his holy court. court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, 
Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of His name. Adore the Lord in His holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his, his holy court. A reading from the second letter to the Thessalonians. Anyone who would not work should not eat. We hear that some of you are unruly, not keeping busy, but acting like busybodies. We enjoin all such, and we urge them strongly in the Lord Jesus Christ to earn the food they eat by working quietly. You must never grow weary of doing what is right, brothers. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way 
to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. We esteem Christ above all men, for he was filled with grace and the Holy Spirit. In faith, let us implore him, Give us your spirit, Lord. Give, Give us, us your, your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Grant us a peaceful day. When evening comes, we will praise you with joy and purity of heart. Give, Give us, us your, your spirit, spirit Lord. Lord. Let your splendor rest upon us today. Direct the work of our hands. Give, Give us, us your, your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. May your face shine upon us and keep us in peace. May your strong arm protect us. Give, Give us, us your, your spirit, spirit Lord. Lord. Look kindly on all who put their trust in our prayers. Fill them with every bodily and spiritual grace. Give, Give us, us your, your spirit, spirit Lord. Lord. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, may everything we do begin with your inspiration and continue with your saving help. Let our work always find its origin in you, and through you reach completion. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air and the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive are coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning. 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.